0: This is Tamarindo, Tamarindo podcast. podcast. I'm Brenda Gonzalez, and I'm Ana Sheila Victorino. This is the Latinx Podcast where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Tamarindo Podcast is now part of Loose Collective, a digital home for Latinas by Latinas. Find us at loosecollective.com. Welcome to the show. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Tamarindo. This is Brenda. This episode is all about reflections on love and relationships, especially in the time of COVID. I'm sitting this one out and passing the mic to Kim Guerra, the talent behind Brown Badass Bonita, a brand and movement set on empowering mujeres to give themselves wings. Kim is guest hosting this very special episode with Ana Sheila, and you will soon hear why. Catch me on the next episode.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the first episode of the new season of Tamarindo. We're kicking it off with special guest Kim Guerra. Kim Guerra is the creator of Brown Badass Bonita, a brand and movement of people learning to love themselves in a revolutionary way. And if that's not enough, she's also pursuing her master's in marriage and family therapy. Thank you, Kim, for being here. ¿Cómo estás? Hello. Pues muy bien aquí, disfrutando la vista. (laughs) Thank you for making the time to be with us on Tamarindo on our first episode of our new season. that. Gracias. So today we're talking about love and relationships in the mm. time of COVID. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I feel like we love talking about love, right? Right. <laughs> and, and I feel like everything can change, but love is this one thing that is like always constant. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that we're experiencing right now is that like we've never seen or experienced love in the way that we're experiencing right now because of covid right in the pandemic, love in the time of Corona Yes, and so I think, you know, whatever ideas of love and relationships we've had have been tested, have been transformed, have been changed in some way because of COVID So today we want to talk a little bit about, you know, what love has looked like for so many of us mm-hmm. And we're also going to listen to some listener listener video, little audio oh, messages, cheese. some cheese me, some love cheese me. So first I want to talk to you about what love has looked like in the time of COVID And so when I say love, I mean like self-love, I mean romantic love, I mean platonic love, love in relationships in COVID.
2: Well, even when you said love has always been constant, I think one of the most constant things is change. And we have experienced so much change during COVID, during quarantine. I remember I shared with you that in the beginning when everything locked up, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die alone in my apartment. And then I had to love myself in that moment of fear and love myself in those moments of being away from my loved one and being away from my sources of love and really checking in with myself. What do I need right now and how can I love myself even in this hard time, in this uncertain time, where everything is changing and you don't know when you're going to see your loved one next or what that will look like. And through that, that intentional moment of loving myself and even loving my home, I nested a lot. I like spent so much time at home that I, <laughs> I spent a lot of times with my pets and with my plants. And I made sure to make that a place where I felt loved and also where I felt like I loved all the little spots I was in because... I was going to be spending a lot of time there And as we got more used to it I got
1: more used to it I fell in love during the time of Corona Oh, did you? Uh, so you actually had a love story <laughs> Born out of COVID yeah. Tell me about that Oh my gosh
2: <laughs> So what happened was What happened was Oh my gosh So this we went to this last Como fiesta before everything shut down and i met this this dope ass girl with her curly ass hair and that was you know that was it i was done i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but there was an energy there was something there (laughs) and then yeah we started talking and being intentional i remember during COVID times You do have to be intentional with everything, your time, who you talk to, who you don't. And then you have to see, am I willing to risk my time and my health to see this one person? Right. And we did, we did a social distance first date and watched the sunset, ate some vegan pizza. And I remember feeling the, the weight of like, oh my goodness, this is like my first date post or not post during COVID and how it had to be something like very thoughtful and intentional because... And I, you know, so worth it. porque mira aquí, aquí estoy en su podcast. Esa
1: <laughs> so if y'all have not caught on, Kim and I are love. This is our love story. <laughs> it was actually I didn't born, know how to be born, born. Like, ah, it's you. <laughs> born in the time of of COVID. Yeah. So we fell in love in the time of COVID. Yeah, we did. <laughs> get cute. Uh, get cute. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what you shared about, you really had to be intentional about who you were going to choose because it really was like, do I want to... It really is like, did I want to risk my life for this person, and right? I
2: loved, if I wanted to see any loved ones, I was like, oh my goodness, then I'm also exposing them. So... We put it on the line for each other. Yeah, we did,
1: but I mean, but we did. But we are both but responsible. Uh, we should share that that we did our first encounters were over Zoom. Um, oh, that's
3: so true.
1: <laughs> and and by the way, very PG. Like <laughs> I should note that because I know what y'all are doing on all the <laughs> on the Zoom on people all are the doing I don't know on, on the on the I think I don't know where all the video I don't know where people do things. But <laughs> oh my. But but I heard <laughs>
2: she did not but, know what OnlyFans was, y'all.
1: <laughs> but I actually led Kim. I'm I'm a. Was, me and Brenda are both big um, workout fanatics, yes, and we yeah. love leading workouts. I actually led Kim in a workout
2: twice. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. So that's how that's how it started. Like for real. Like we were talking yeah. a little bit. You know, she slid in my DMs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did that. Goes down in the DM. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then. Yeah, she was hosting a Zoom workout and I was like, Ooh, I want I'm down with that and low key I thought it was gonna be like a group session. I didn't know what to expect, but it was just us two and I was like, Oh, okay, this is intimate, let's do it and I'm so glad because then we had like our first little Zoom a zoom workout
1: date and mm-hmm. then i asked if we could do it again yes and for the second one i definitely showered right before i worked out <laughs> Yeah, brush my hair la <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think one of the things that i think was really cool about getting to know you during covid was that like there were so few distractions yeah. so i got to know you i think much on a f- way different so much faster than you really would mm-hmm. normally would, right? Because I wasn't giving time to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't That's seeing true. any friends. <laughs> 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 and and also what I think was, was really cool and beautiful is that most, we had to get creative with the way that we were going to spend time together. Mm-hmm. And most of, most of the time it was, it was things that were outdoors. And so that was also really cool because I felt like outdoors we were very and, present with each other, but also present mm-hmm. in nature. And that was yes, really beautiful. Yeah,
2: outdoors in nature, away from other human beings. Mm-hmm. So it definitely was a different pace for both of us. You know, like the busyness of work and life and travel and other engagements where it's off the table, right
1: all that was gone so it's
2: and like- for me at least it felt like, oh my gosh, like the world is ending, <laughs> and <laughs> I need to be right with God and myself and <laughs> with, you know like be honoring of the people that I'm choosing to spend my time and energy with, and I felt like extra grateful to have met you and fall like you know and have fallen in love in a time where I felt there was like so much darkness and uncertainty and like I felt like you came into my life with like so much light and I was like you know what if the world's gonna end I'm so glad I got to meet you like right where I did yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's how I felt as well Another thing that we did, that we've done during time of COVID is that we decided to read a book. Yes. <laughs> we decided to read a book called All About Love mm-hmm. by Bell Hooks. And we're going to talk a little bit about that book. And if y'all don't know, the book was written, I think in like 2002. So actually quite a bit ago, but reading it, I found it to be still so super rele- Still super relevant. I feel it should be required reading. Right. For everybody. Anybody that is is experiencing love, that wants experiencing love, I f- should read this book. Yeah. <laughs> And I think she calls out the way many representations of love in media and public society are actually examples of not really love, but actually lovelessness, right? Yes. And not real love. One quote that I have here that I, that I, you know, I feel like captures just a little bit of what she talks about and we'll go more into it is, you know, she says the word love is most often defined as a noun, yet we would all love better if we used it as a verb. Mm, I feel that. Yeah. And so I want to start with how the type of love that's often expressed in the world is is a lot of times not real. Like it's more like lovelessness and not real love. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, what do you think about the way we talk about love today in society? You know, mm-hmm. it's been some time since she's wrote it, but what do you think about it today? And do you think what she's what she's you've already said, but you think what she says is still relevant. But I do think it's
2: relevant. And I love how she mentions that lovelessness and like we are in a culture of lovelessness. And when we talk about love, when we see love or hear something songs about love. I don't know about you, but even our generation, we're not listening to love songs the way that our parents or grandparents were and it's less substantial. And at times sometimes people are even scared of it or they're making fun of love or how she speaks about it. She talks about love as a transformative force as a strength that requires like all of you and it's also love that unites and you cannot have justice without love and it also starts with you so she talks about the importance of learning to love yourself and then that self-love transforms your life and then it kind of elevates you to a place where you can love others in a new and healing transformative way and she she ties it in with like justice and spirituality and culture and even like gender roles and i i think one of the most important takeaways is just like for me it's just like how transformative love can be and how it's actually a sign of strength and courage when a lot of times our culture kind of sees it as a weakness or something to you know to shy away from
1: right and i think when we talk about love, one of the first places that she says, like, let's start with how do we define love, right? So, what stood out for you in the way that she defined love and did it inspire you? And how do you define love? So, I'm gonna be real with you.
2: I read this book and I told you, but I read, I started reading this book in a time where I was in a lovelessness point in my life where. I feel I had heard different versions of love and experienced different things that claimed to be love as a child, as an adult. And her definition was that of love being a verb and love being something that kind of like catapults you into a more full, complete, whole version of yourself. And then that makes you a complete whole version of your community and society and culture. So for me, when she kind of said that see love as a verb and also as a transformative force that does have the power to change your life i clung on to that and to this day i still do where i started to ask myself like how can i love myself better today Mm -hmm. how can i love myself today and what will love look like today Mm -hmm. what will love sound like today for me and that did
1: change my whole life yeah every way Yeah, I love that. She talked about love as a mix of various ingredients. And I think before I had thought of love, I don't even know how I would have defined love before. I don't think I had ever even done that exercise, right? But I might, I think I would have defined it as less things. And she talks about it being care, affection, recognition, respect, Mm -hmm. commitment, and trust, as well as honest communication. And I think thinking about that more robust definition of love made me realize that a lot of times what I thought was love was not that Mm -hmm. it was based in something else. It was fear. It was attachment. It was all these things. And it was a lot of things, maybe just care and affection, but not Recognition, respect, commitment, trust.
2: And I, I mean, like how you say robust. And like that made me think of like a real nice thick caldo de, you know, caldo. I was going to say caldo de pollo, but I know you're
1: plant-based. So caldo de... Caldo, caldo de vegetales. Hongos, vegetales, hongos, vegetales. No,
2: but for real, like if you think mm-hmm. about how nourishing that is, rather than just like having one thing isolated from itself. But when you combine all those ingredients together, it's a lot more powerful and nourishing to you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love that. You talked about love requiring courage Mm -hmm. and that's something that really stuck out to me to reading this book, thinking about real love being courageous. And I think about it both like in relationships that are meant to end and both like relationships Mm -hmm. that you want to grow, right? A lot of times relationships Mm -hmm. that, that you know that need to end you need a lot of courage to be able to realize actually we are not for each other's highest good mm-hmm. and you know loving you is actually recognizing that you know what we need to we need to separate yeah. because not real love is deciding to stay in or saying mm-hmm. it because you're attached or because you you can't that imagine not free, being with this person right. but if you really do love this person then it, it takes courage to be able to walk away and that's real love right
2: and courage to love yourself right through that like, right and not only the other person but also courage to love yourself knowing this isn't for my highest good right and this is not adding to the life that I want to live in the wholeness and the fullness of it, right? And because I honor myself and my needs and I honor this other person... I'm going to lovingly release you so that I can continue to grow and
1: continue to love in the way that I need. So powerful. And I think also for growing relationships, it's, it's the same type of courage, right? If mm. It's will, being willing to be honest and vulnerable, even if that means that you might have to work through something really difficult, but it's yeah. like you have to, if you want to be a stronger couple and grow your relationship you're gonna have to you might have to go through these patches or these Mm -hmm. situations that in the moment feel really difficult but yeah
2: like growth growing pains and loving pains of i'm choosing to love you and show up how can i do
4: that better
1: right you talked about self-love do you think that you need to love yourself before you can be in a to love others or what do you think about self-love and like Mm, hell yes you need to love yourself first
2: and if you apply that to yourself like how can I care for myself how can I respect myself how can I recognize my needs right now how can I commit to myself and my goals and my dreams and my voice and my truth all of that like you need to learn how to do that by yourself or for yourself first before you invite somebody else it's like you're inviting somebody else to a home that you've created for yourself. And you're learning to become a home to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if your home is not in order, then it's going to be harder for the other person to know. Like if you don't know your boundaries, if you don't know your expectations, if you don't know what you, how you feel loved and how you feel respected and how you feel recognized and valued and all those things like you need to learn how to do that for yourself first and I learned this I feel like and I feel a lot of us learn this the hard way in which you are in a relationship that is not loving or does not make you feel loved and for me I had to learn like okay this is not loving to me but how can I be loving to me how can I honor my needs how can I call myself and become a home to myself and because I learned how to do that and I spent a lot of very intentional time doing that I feel that that helped me actually feel ready okay now that I I feel like I have a better sense of myself and that I feel like a home to myself I can invite somebody in knowing that I'm going to be able to love them well and that I can also Teach them how to love me well, because I've known and I've learned how to love me well.
1: Well, first, I love the thinking about putting your home in order and thinking about love as like a home and like inviting someone to your home. I think that's really beautiful. And I like thinking about it that way. And um, come on over. <laughs> come on over. <laughs> <got the> <laughs> yeah, actually, when, you know, when we started dating, I remember I told you that i wanted to make sure that i took some time to reflect and and make sure that i was prepared to enter into into relationship because i wanted to make sure that my home was in order to accept your love and our relationship in in the best way so i feel like i was thinking kind of similarly i didn't have that great metaphor is that a metaphor is that a metaphor yes okay (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i was i was thinking about you know i wanted to Th- this relationship I wanted to start re- this relationship in the in the best way and I wanted to make sure that I was prepared because I could obviously I, I knew how 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 special and just how beautiful this this love could be mm, sorry <laughs> sorry y'all <laughs> cheesy alert <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> are there any other reflections that you have on on this book or any any other kind of parting thoughts on all about love I would say
2: definitely read it, period. And love is not like just a fluffy thing. Like love requires all of you. And it does require courage, vulnerability, and it requires you to show up. And you need to first show up to yourself. And then so you can show up for others in a loving way and to be a good lover and to learn to be a good lover. I feel like you have to build your foundation with yourself. And I love how Bell Hooks like, talks about how important it is to have a love that's alive and that takes action because that also unites us all across the board. If you step forward in a loving stance, then you will feel closer to the other person. Regardless of how different they are from you. And it does not mean like being fluffy, lovey dovey, whatever all the time. Like, love requires accountability, it requires respect, it requires honesty. And again, I always say this it starts with yourself. Learn to hold yourself accountable, learn to be honest with yourself, and learn to respect yourself. Then you can be a loving agent in your life with your partner, but also in your family,
1: in your community in this world i love that i think one last thing that i wanted to add about self-love is that i completely agree with you but i also feel like loving someone else has helped me love myself more Mm -hmm. you know because it's (laughs) because it's helped me see like areas where i could still grow and how i could work on those in in a loving way and it it exposes more for me and being able to see those and knowing the type of person i want to be and the type of partner i want to be you know so i felt like i could still love myself more and grow through through my partner
2: yeah i agree it feels like at least i can speak about us that i have felt like elevated in how i'm learning to love and like okay like cool learn to love self like continuous practice and now i feel like that you're adding a lot to my definition of love or like my experience of love not only for myself but like for us as a partnership
3: Mm -hmm.
1: thank you she's mm-hmm. <laughs> the alert number two or three or how many? <laughs> all right on that note <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> for our sponsors but we'll be right yes. back and then we're actually going to listen to some audio messages from our listeners on their experience and their questions on love and relationships so hang on tight
0: the podcast is now part of loose collective a digital home for latinas by latinas loose collective embodies latina potential we challenge false and inaccurate media narratives through high quality digital content like tamarindo Unlike many media companies, Luz Collective pays for the valuable work of Latinas because getting paid through exposure doesn't pay the rent, honey. But we need your help. You can
1: invest in Latina potential by joining the Luz Collective support network. For as little as four ninety five a month, your dollars go toward publishing unapologetic Latina stories and content that matters to us.
0: Go to loosecollective.com support page today. If you support before September 17th, you will be entered into a sweepstakes to take home a jefa gift bundle valued at $100. Tell them what they get, Anishayla.
1: Yeah, so you can take home an allergic to machismo mug an alpha Latina tote bag an allergic to machismo t-shirt
0: and a bonus census 2020 beanie yep take the census everybody this is in addition to the perks that come with joining such as stickers and discounts on cool gear depending on your level of giving so once again go to loosecollective.com hit the support us button for all the info for less than what you spend on a, on a latte you can ensure that the powerful voices featured on Loose Collective continue to be heard that's loosecollective.com then go to support us. We will also link it on our show notes.
1: Today's episode of Tamarindo is sponsored by Half Festival, the art of comedy, now streaming exclusively on HBO Max. Hosted by Angela Johnson and straight out of sunny San Antonio, Half Festival finds today's hottest Latinx comedians burning up the stage with one hour of nonstop laughs.
0: This multi act stand up special showcases the best of the fest, including Jesus Trejo, who shares how hard it is raising his elderly parents and seeing his mom high for the first time.
1: Soon to be mom, Gina Brillon, gets real about pregnancy while Carmen Lynch quips about broken English texts from her highly religious mom.
0: Monique Marvez drops pearls of the wisdom about the superpowers of men and Mark Vera is mystified by his wife's sacrificing for beauty. Oh, ay. <laughs> and in this their first major TV appearance up and coming comics Pedro Salinas and David Del Rosario we say things in Spanish here on Tamarindo offer their hot takes on the absurdity of math and the Miami club scene.
1: Don't miss special appearances from Eugenio Derbez Eva Longoria and Diani trejo
0: ha festival the art of comedy is now streaming only on hbo max
1: all right we're back so now i'm gonna play a few clips from some of our listeners and their experiences with love in the time of covid
4: Hola, Tamarindo. I love you guys. So here's my take on this COVID situation with relationships. I have been... Pretty much content being single and just taking advantage of hookup culture. You know, I had plenty of social life and have really great friends and had that emotional connection with a lot of people. That sex was just enough for me, and I was okay with it. But now I kind of have neither of
1: those, so I'm wondering if anyone else is in the same situation. Pero también. I'm also reevaluating when all this is over is sex gonna be just enough for me again, or now am I gonna be wanting something different in companionship? Thanks, guys. Love you.
3: My name is Stephanie, and I've been in a long-distance relationship with my German partner for over two years. Uh, We were actually planning on ending the distance this past spring, but then the pandemic happened, and, well, we haven't been able to see each other for over five months now due to border closures that have happened between countries. Germany finally um, really recently allowed for an exception to be made for unmarried couples like myself and my partner to be able to visit. So I get to go see him next month in Germany, which I'm really excited about. But lots and lots of other binational couples are still separated due to the border closures. Um, So not only has it been a really long time for some couples, um, including myself, since we've seen the people that we love very much, but not being able to do so, so during such a really, really scary and difficult time has been particularly painful and really hard to navigate.
1: So we just heard two clips. The first one was about from some one of our listeners who used to be really into the hookup culture is having some reflections on that. And then we heard about the tough life of being a binational couple Kim, what what are some of your thoughts on these clips? I was like, oh my god, for both of them, because mm-hmm. it's true.
2: One, hookup culture so real, and also now during COVID, it's like you better think twice about who and what you're going what, what going to do, and if you're going to be hooking it up, make sure it's virtual. But two, like how he well how he was saying that's not enough right now, and how we were talking about like you're putting a lot at risk. And you're also talking about what's essential. And that's a lot of what COVID has taught is like, what is essential? And how this beautiful listener was saying, is sex gonna be enough for me? And I can guess the answer to that, that there, there's more maybe that we, we're seeing that we need more than just like a physical sneaky link, as the young ones call it these days. That there is something more substantial, and that that goes back to love. Like I think, COVID has taught us that love is essential, and it is important for us to realize like what that love looks like for us, and what we need in a, in a love, loving relationship. Whether it's with our friends, our families, or potential partners, that it's not just like a disposable thing right now. Like that, if you're going to be interacting with others there has to be maybe like love involved to, to make it worth it.
1: Right. I think that yeah, one of the most important reflections for this period, I think for a lot of people, like you just said, is like really determining what is essential in, in all essential. areas of your, of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy number. 505. No, <laughs> <laughs> Man. And how about that girl? Oh my God. Me te tocó abrazar, el te oh my God. Five months after just deciding oh. to end their long distance relationship. Mm. I cannot. Like, talk about like that is
2: essential commitment, love, respect, and also how hard like the distance. And not only are you like the physical distance, but like you literally are locked. Down and away from each other until they lifted that, and I can't even imagine how hard it is to have a whole country tell you you can't see
1: your love. Yeah, I, I feel like she, can can we make an application? Can y'all? I don't I don't know. Like, wow, can I just want all the all the lovers to be reunited? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm she, but I'm really happy that she's gonna I'm be able so to see her partner cool. next, yes. next next month. I, as I was listening,
2: I. I felt that heaviness and cheesy disclaimer. I, you know, I don't see you for, you know, X amount of time and I am struggling and i (laughs) okay. And so, yeah, so I was thinking like not only to not be able, not be allowed, but you physically can't in any way see the person that you love. My heart goes out to you and I have so much respect for how you have handled and how you have like shown us like that love perseveres and wins even when corona and borders and all this shit
1: tries to keep you apart yeah Damn. all right well we're happy for you next month cheering you cannot you, come soon enough send us pictures send us a reuniting video <laughs> Please, we we'll post it. we'll post in, it on tamarindo for post real it on tiktok <laughs> post it on tiktok <laughs> all right we're gonna hear one last clip
4: So I feel like love in the time of COVID has been all of the things Um, it's been tough, it's been challenging, it's been different and like in new and fun ways and I think ultimately, thankfully, my husband and I have gotten to a, a pretty good place so starting off, it was just like It it was just so different, and you're trying to adjust and, like, think about how you're feeling individually, and then how are you feeling as a unit, and so for us, what got it complicated is um, my father-in-law moved in, and so you have another person living with you in a small space, and your routines are all thrown off, so it was just, like, it was a lot, and it really consumed a lot of my energy because... Then what happened is that my husband and I weren't connecting as much. It really changed in terms of our intimacy and not just in a sexual way, but also in just like how much we were sharing with each other and, and just checking in and our emotions when my father-in-law was here. And I think just in general, because we were more just thinking about like logistics and who's going to work where we in, in the house. So we really had to, about seven weeks in, pause um, and take a step back and really just, like, check in with each other and come up with new, new routines, new things that we wanted to do to have fun. How could we build in date night at home? How do we, like make time just to connect for us It's not about like logistics or work or or things like that and just to like have fun and like yeah create space for that so i think now we've been much better um we have a monthly check-in around communication around finances around intimacy and share a piece of gratitude with each other um And then we have a weekly date night now that one of us plans and we just do something fun. Doesn't mean we're necessarily going anywhere. We've like just put on like salsa music and bachata and just danced around the house. And that was really awesome. Um, Maybe we're cooking a special meal, you know, something just like that we haven't done or just we're going to like make time, dedicated space where we're like not on our phone or anything like that to connect. I think... It's grown and evolved and yeah, brought us a lot closer together once we were able to like just like check in and and share how we were both doing and what we each needed from the other person. So I'm grateful for that.
1: There you go. (laughs) <laughs> all the feels. Yes. Kim, what are some of the things that, that, you know, some reflections that you that you have on on, on hearing that? Oh, mi corazón, it's like melted.
2: Initially, when I was like the listener was gracefully sharing all that, it's like, oh my goodness, What one of the things that coronavirus, the COVID shelter in place has done is like placed a lot of us in survival mode. It's like, how can I get through this day? How can I adjust and change and figure all of this stuff out because so much is constantly changing and there's no end in sight for you know how life used to be and one of the things that we talked about in the beginning is like the only constant thing is change and how can we add love into that and how can our love be a constant force that is changing and transforming and surviving and thriving and they showed a beautiful example of all of that how they were faced with different challenges and one of the things with that we've learned too is like how to be intentional with your connection because there's so much that is that is challenging your connection especially if you're in survival mode especially if there's like fear and there's challenges that you were not expecting rising up it's so like, how can I still connect? And how can I still be present? How can I still be vulnerable? How can I still be loving? Not only to myself, but to my partner. They found beautiful ways to connect and adjust and beautiful ways to nurture that intimacy that is so important when yeah. it comes to love.
1: Yeah, I feel like they didn't let the struggle, they didn't get stuck in the struggle. Like I'm sure that were, like she said, there, there were some really tough times, but they were able to like be with that moment. And then what can we do? do from here right and i think what those recommendations i think would be really helpful for a lot of people like having dedicated check-ins especially when that doesn't come as 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 naturally making sure that no matter what if you're not creating that that space where you discuss these things if you haven't if you hadn't had a moment to discuss them you know throughout the and one of the most important things they teach me in the
2: field the importance of play and the importance of creating and nurturing joy and they did that because play and joy is actually one of the most vulnerable things you can do with somebody when you're inviting them in like let's dance let's cook let's create let's be grateful that is nurturing play and that is nurturing joy and gratitude and then like that provides you kind of with more to work with and like kind of like gives a deposit in that love bank in order to handle more difficult conversations or like not as fun conversations that are important when nurturing a connection or relationship but don't forget to play with each other in every way
1: (laughs) i love that kim and i think sometimes as adults we sort of forget we have to keep playing we think that mm-hmm. like, play is just for for children but play is like so important for us at all stages of our life right play
2: laughter medicina medicina magia.
1: <laughs> okay so now what we're going to do is actually we're going to read out loud a few more entries that we got from the folks okay so here we go how do you juggle talking to multiple men i started using apps again and next thing you know i'm talking on the phone to three different guys to expand my options but it's exhausting lol face (laughs) but but how do men do it all the time and then <laughs> coolest socially distanced state ideas would be fun to hear about. So, all right. So that is the, the general topic. Okay. Any, any thoughts, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, for the first one, is this is from the same person, but oh, okay, those, oh, those, perfect. Are some, those are all oh. those, the, her thoughts. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let me just
2: be real with you. Um, be real with it. So talking to multiple people to expand your options, you go, been there, and one of the things that we're discussing is like, what is essential, what is adding to your joy, what is adding to your peace, and if the juggling feels like too much, if you're juggling three, pretend you're in a game show, juggle two, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I think it's teaching, I think Corona is teaching us, like, what is essential, And it sounds like some of this stuff can be exhausting. So make sure you're taking care of yourself first and make sure that you are operating from a place of love for yourself and a place of power. And sometimes when you're operating from that place, you're able to see like, oh, is this loving to myself to keep engaging with this person? Is this loving to myself to be exhausting my energy or investing my energy in all of these people? And sometimes that's the answer. You'll find it there. Some cool social distance ideas that we've done: hiking. We found like some really sweet hiking spots, or even just like spots to watch a sunset, have a picnic up in a mountain where nobody is around. That's been like really beautiful because then we we just stayed. We've done that like a few times, and we just stayed up there talking, watching. You know, the sunset turn into. Stargazing, la cosa. La
1: la cosa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um what about what about ideas for people that, you know, they're still getting to know each other virtually? Mm. And I was thinking, you know, for her, she talks about, you know, it's been exhausting. So I was thinking, maybe just suggest things that you really love to do and you would love to do almost by yourself and mm. then you're like, Who wants to do this with me?
2: Like where you're like did. Um, I wanna
1: like, work, out. To work out Who wants to work out with and me? I'm gonna like, get a me? work I'm gonna get a workout and you know you know maybe some other stuff <laughs> and, then I,
2: and then I slid in there I slid
1: in the comments yeah so actually maybe a workout could be you know something <laughs> a, an you, idea if, or,
2: if a working out doesn't you know float your boat yeah I love that idea like
1: what is something that you love Mm -hmm. do it together Netflix party oh Netflix party this is new for me (laughs) so for y'all that don't know you can actually watch a show with somebody remotely using. and and you don't have to I've tried did you ever did you try to do this before this app because I had to do this before and basically I would call the other person and be like right, we're (laughs) gonna we're gonna play Play. this and we're gonna hit play at the same time and it would like never work we're always a little off yeah but anyway so this allows you to you know you're on there at the same time and you can play you you can control it and you Mm -hmm. can chat and it's really fun so it's a chrome extension so you just download that and if you have netflix then you can just watch that together and then you, you can comment and then you like could a, see you know what and you could test like you know if, if you really want someone funny you could see if they're funny or not so that's good true. to ask you're like Does this is that could be a you know the barrier if you want to mm-hmm. or a threshold yeah. for the second date potentially yeah.
2: so we've done a netflix party and it's like you know movie date night and i've done that with my friends too and then we face and discuss after or like zoom and discuss after and that's actually been very beautiful, you know. It could be intimate, but also it could be funny. And like, then you can get ratchet. You can share a, a drink together over Zoom and see if they can keep a conversation going. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think. Any other ideas for for virtual fun? Virtual
2: fun dates, house party. You can. There's like it's like a app where you play games.
1: Can you um, do it like just two people? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's been really fun. I feel like in the beginning of quarantine, a lot of us were like exploring so many technological ways of connecting and staying in touch. Yeah, so I would even like start simple as like a FaceTime call, like dress up, both of you have a dinner together.
1: Ooh, I like that. You like dress up for dinner. That's cute. And something
2: that I saw, you know, I saw this on TikTok is that the person ordered the other person, like you ordered their dinner. So and then like, pretty much buying you dinner um but you're just at home and you can like be looking all cute FaceTime each other enjoying your dinner having some wine and you know, light a
1: candle that's so cute i love that Mm -hmm. all right so i'm gonna read one more for y'all idea okay one more idea there's like a,
2: a thing that if you go to target and then you you get like each other like different things that would make them smile. And then you can like either send it to them and have like a care package, an opening unboxing thing.
1: That'd be cute. But then maybe that's like, maybe like third, fourth date idea. Okay. I I want to do that with you. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. Mm. (laughs) All right. So we're going to find one more. This is someone that's, they're talking about dating outside of their culture and everything that comes with it. Mm. See your face there. (laughs) (laughs) I am second generation Mexican American who was raised in the South And my boyfriend, father of my child, is is Italian. She put it in quotes, born and raised in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, a.k.a. he's white. Our first couple of years together, I was so mind blown by the cultural differences. And now that we've started a family together... I again am finding myself flabbergasted at some of their practices (laughs) and also struggling at times to express and explain our cultural differences with the race and civil rights issues finally being brought to light. I'm curious to see how other people in the same dating situation are dealing with it. For instance, I was raised in Texas and my family and I have been victims of racism. So I know it's very real, but for my white boyfriend's family to them, it wasn't real. It was more of an exaggeration of the media It took me voicing It took me voicing my story and opinions To make them understand that they grew up in a sheltered White privileged bubble Another instance was when my boyfriend's grandmother asked me What the difference was between speaking Spanish and Mexican
2: Grandma, racist grandma. grandma I'm a Karen. Mexican-American
1: living in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, and every day I wish I was back in Texas con mi gente. Oh, mm. I feel for all the people like There's that. Anyways, sorry for the rant, but I think this would oh. make a great subject to discuss, and I have several, several more examples if needed. Yikes. They are not needed, but they are all
2: valid. I've swam in that pool, let me tell you, and <laughs> it is... So difficult. Especially as you're growing in your identity as a you know, a proud Latina, Latinx, and then you your life partner has a very different experience of the world. And to that you're you're raising a child together. I'm sure that adds to like the weight and the importance of these conversations and how necessary they are. And it's difficult when you're trying to explain your existence to somebody else and you're trying to translate what it's like to not be a white privileged male, essentially. It's hours of emotional labor that you are doing and also there's like that grief for grief and like that longing for your gente, for your people, for your culture, for the times where you don't have to translate where you don't have to explain to somebody, oh yeah, we'd like to put that on our fruit. And this is tacos. And these are tortas and these are flautas and these are quesadillas. They all have pretty much the same ingredients, but they're different. <laughs> Trust me, they're different. <laughs> and yes, we put the same toppings on everything. And especially right now, not only in the time of COVID and also in the civil rights movement where you have no choice but to talk about it you have no choice but to engage and sometimes that means like engaging with racist harmful toxic people that are in your life because of your partner so my advice or just like my sentiments are make sure that you are guarding yourself and your energy Because they are sacred and they're important, and at times when people aren't ready to listen, they're only gonna bring more harm. However, these are people that are in your life. So engage in those conversations when you feel able, and also don't be afraid to ask them to educate themselves in a loving way, in a respectful way, but it's not your job to educate them or to convert them to anti-racist ways they need to be able to put in the work too. not only you putting in the work but they need to be able to put in the work to educate themselves and not just like exoticize you or not just try to disclaim your experiences your narrative and identity but it's hard work that you're doing and it's beautiful work and I I know or I can sense that you're doing it not only for yourself for your partnership but also for your child that that's very beautiful worthy and important work That was so beautifully said, Kim.
1: Thank you. I don't have anything else to add there because you just said it all. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so we've come to one of our favorite times in our shows when we ask our guests a few questions so we like to ask our guests what first of all and you can answer them in any order but we like to Mm -hmm. ask our guests for what they're going to give their matraca to Mm -hmm. something that you're loving a person place thing concept something that you want to put in the basura Mm -hmm. and lastly something that's giving you calma, something that's helping you stay grounded, especially during this time. So whatever you want to start with, go for
2: it. I'll start with the matraca. So I want to give my matraca to the WAP, WAP, WAP movements.
1: <laughs> Explain it for the people that, that for don't the people know. that do not know they live under a rock (laughs) for real it's everywhere the WAP is
2: everywhere and WAP means wet ass pussy and I want to give my matraca to the wet ass pussies in this world and those that provide wet ass pussies like your beautiful co-host here but (laughs) I think that this movement has brought up a lot of important conversations on how we still as a culture shame women for being sexual beings and for reclaiming their sexuality and people are getting so offended by cardi and meg this fucking stallion talking about seeing rapping about their wet ass pussy and what you know how important that is they're getting more offended by that that by men raping other women and then by men assaulting women and men rapping about how you know in so so many offensive terms so fuck all that patriarchy and machismo and my matraca does go to the wop 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 the wet ass pussies in this world there's
1: so many reasons to give that a matraca thank you kim also my face is beat red <laughs> <laughs> But yes. <laughs> All right, Kim, what do you put in the basura?
2: So I'm going to put in the basura, and I wish I could put this in the basura, like for real, for real. Your face mask. Your America face mask. I'm putting that in the basura. This is so niche. Please explain. I, my family, so my family is a very strong supporter of the Chivas soccer team. And their arch rival for generations and generations is America, and I did not know this going into this relationship that Anna Sheila is a an America fan, and she has an America face mask. <laughs> she bought me a Chivas one. I bought her I a Chivas one. I respect it, but my family is not a fan of that mask either. They mention it every time that. I, Y le va la
1: it's a great icebreaker.
2: Y le va la it's, an ice, it's an icebreaker. Eso no puede ser. <laughs> Somos una familia de las
1: chivas. So, so, apologize for the very Mexican niche content here. I but apologize. This is, this is the Mexican soccer league for y'all that... <laughs> <laughs> not as familiar with it or not as um fanatics of it that's but right. you know what you, this is an example que el amor supera todo, you know mm-hmm. love conquers all even mm-hmm. generations old rivalries yeah. you know so that's beautiful uh-huh. right right so. <laughs> do you have any other any other things you want to put in the best that, or that's is that that's my main that's one that's your main one all right and okay, I stand cool. by that she stands by it all right ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> and lastly what is giving you galma Kim what's keeping you grounded tu mirada chiviada <laughs> <laughs> y'all no, for real for real other than that because that's true <laughs>
2: Calma, I have found in the eyes of my beloved. (laughs) We we like to. Well, Ana Sheila likes to meditate and has taught me the benefits of slowing down and how you start your day. And I'm not a morning person. I'm usually super grumpy and you know, she she gets all postured, back straight, crisscross applesauce and she starts listening to Deepak Chopra yeah. and <laughs> the best I could do is lay down and try to take deep breaths and listen and sometimes I fall asleep, other times I engage in the mantras. But that's something that has brought a lot of calm to me is like that we we do have the power in how we start our days but also to check in with our body and to slow down. And I have a very like fast paced life sometimes and taking deep breaths and meditating and staying grounded and like being more intentional about that has helped me a lot and not only with myself I've like passed that on to my clients that I do therapy with and it's like little kids that are meditating and taking deep breaths and that's been really beautiful to, to pass that on. It's like a ripple effect that you have started.
1: Oh. My little heart. My big heart. It's a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that what I realized or something that I read and, and I realized was very real for me is that like how you start your day can really impact the rest of your day in a really big way. And and I notice a difference when I'm start my way in a very grounded, quiet way versus like right away doing things that bring me anxiety and i'm already someone that like overthinks things or is often in my head and so for me like doing extra things to kind of keep me out of my head has been really crucial for my mental health and i think that that's why i really have caught on to meditation and i'm, I'm glad that you know you've also enjoyed doing that with me in your own way yeah. <laughs> in my own modified way <laughs> <In> your... <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> one day we'll post a video of her meditating and then uh, my version
1: of meditation. your modifi- your modification you know and i mean it's it's really really just about and i think sometimes people are scared i remember when i started meditating i was really scared Mm. like the idea of like staying still and quiet and not doing anything for a few minutes for whatever reason that idea terrified me i didn't like i didn't think that i could do it and i don't know Mm. why i was so scared of it like it's like i was scared like what what was i scared of like what was gonna come up or that i couldn't do it And (laughs) and the thing is (laughs) <laughs> Chipacabras, um, and the thing is like I think for people that are new to meditation or haven't yet tried it, it's a lot of people are maybe scared that they won't know won't do it well or they don't know how to do it and 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 it's. that thought like that it's just no one meditates perfectly no one you're never and you're never able to stop thinking you know for you can only stop thinking for maybe even like a second or something like that you know what I mean so it's just really being compassionate with yourself because just literally trying to meditate you actually your brain sees the benefits of it benefits of that Mm -hmm. so it's just not trying to be perfect not trying to meditate perfectly just just trying to be still for a few minutes even and your brain and your body feels the the benefits of that pretty cool it is cool yeah like inviting your body and like just like reminding
2: yourself okay i'm going to be as intentional as i can be right now to be still to invite that calm to invite that peace to check in with my breath
1: and to start off that way yeah well kim it's been an absolute pleasure (laughs) to have you on tamarindo it's always a pleasure to have you (laughs) likewise um (laughs) so last thing i want to ask you is there anything that you want to share with our listeners anything that you have coming up where can we find kim guerra you know tell us where people can follow you anything exciting you've got coming up just let the people know
2: let the people know so you can find kim guerra and out no I'm just kidding. You find me on Instagram, brown barasonita, dot com. I sell and design shirts, books, prints. And one of the things I, I guess I've been working on writing a little bit more. I'm gonna be writing a little bit more about love. So inspired by Aki. Aquí su host, Lana Chela. Pero, yeah, so look out for that. I'll be writing a little bit more about that. And I will be hosting in the next month, I'll be hosting more workshops. They're poetry workshops, but more importantly, they're healing workshops. So if you want to dive a little bit deeper, not only in your writing, but in yourself and in your healing process, um, keep a look at I'll be posting on my IG when these w-
1: workshops are going to start. I love that. And we'll be, make sure to, to share that. Um, and I definitely, if y'all have not read her books, her, her words are, yeah, they're inspiring. They're beautiful. They're touching. And I mean, you've inspired me so much in, in so many ways. And, you know, I can't wait to see how you inspire our listeners who get to experience you through your platform and, and your books. So thank you so much, Kim Guerra, for being on Tamarindo. <laughs> thank
2: you, Tamarindo. Bye. (laughs) Adiós.
1: Tamarindo Podcast is independently produced by Ana Sheila Victorino and Brenda Gonzalez.
0: Jeff DeVoe provides original music and sound engineering and Michelle Andrade provides editing and production support. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and at Twitter at TamarindoCast. And if you like the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com.